current film study professor Joe Fortunato with us. WAKR, we go to film school each and every Friday at this time. We inserted him into the show a few weeks back. Really enjoy his expertise and look at behind the camera for us. And Joe, today you heard the theme that I played moments ago. You're looking at The Godfather this week. Uh, yes, we are, Ray, and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. It's actually my birthday today, so a ah. special Godfather uh, uh, edition of Fortunato Film School. Um, this is big. I feel a lot of pressure today, actually. I wish we had an hour. Uh, <laughs> but uh, The Godfather is one of the biggest films of all time. It's one of the most beloved films of all time. Uh, we're actually celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. It was released in March of 1972. Um, and as an Italian-American myself, I really see this as a, as a family movie and not really a mafia movie. And that was one of... Uh, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, the director, his, his, that's why he took it. He wanted to make this a family movie. He wanted to make this an allegory about American capitalism. He didn't want to make a mafia movie. He looked at this as Shakespearean, as, as King Lear, as a king with three sons. And like I said, I related to it, um, even as a kid, as, as, as a family. I mean, my family ran a business, so did the Corleones. My family had three brothers who had to take over, so did the Corleones. Connie's wedding is like our wedding. I even sang uh, the Johnny Fontaine song at my cousin's wedding uh, <laughs> one time. Um, Clemenza makes sauce. Uh, we had oranges on our kitchen table. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> and, and I think that goes beyond even being an Italian-American. A lot of people recognize their family in the Corleones. Well, the cast, too, right, Joe? I mean, it's a who's who in putting this cast together. So take us to sitting down in those rooms and how this cast was put together for The Godfather in 72. Well, the cast, um, obviously, is legendary at this point, but it was really problematic. Um, Paramount, let me, let me backtrack a moment here. Uh, Paramount wasn't really doing very well um, prior to this and prior to a movie called Love Story in 1970, the last hit they had was Rosemary's Baby. So there was a lot of pressure to get this right. And uh, Francis Ford Coppola, um, the Paramount wanted to make this, excuse me, wanted to make this a low-budget gangster movie set in the present day, which would have been early 70s, rather than the period piece of the 1940s and 50s where the book was set. And uh, Francis Ford Coppola came on board reluctantly because he owed money to Warner Brothers and George Lucas, his, his friend and business partner, said, hey, you got to take this, this, uh, this paycheck and, and do it. And Robert Evans, who was the head of Paramount Production, agreed to hire Francis Ford Coppola because he was Italian, and that was the main reason. He wanted that authenticity. Now, when Coppola came on board, he wanted things done his way, as most directors do. And Francis Ford Coppola was really the one who fought mostly for the casting. Uh, especially Michael, for Al Pacino for Michael. Um, Robert Evans did want to have Al Pacino at all. He thought he was too short. He wasn't unknown at the time. Um, uh, he wanted uh, Robert Redford or Ryan O'Neill for Michael. Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman were all discussed. Um, but ultimately, they, uh, Francis Ford Coppola won that argument and was able to hire... Al Pacino, and of course, I think that made a, a, a lot of the difference in the film. No doubt. Brando also. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, Brando. Um, 
obviously was a big name and, and, you know, one of the greatest actors in the world, but he was kind of considered box office poison. He hadn't done anything that was a popular movie for a while. Uh, He was known to be problematic on set. So Paramount didn't really want Marlon Brando, if you can believe that. And they had to convince Paramount to do that. So there was a lot of uh, wrangling about the cast. Joe Fortunato's with us again, film professor. We're going to film school right now with Joe talking about The Godfather. They also took this film on the road, didn't they, Joe? They shot a lot in the state of New York, upstate, but they actually went to Sicily and shot a lot of this movie. Exactly, and that was another thing that cost more money. Originally, the, the, they, they said, we're going to make this movie, if, or, 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 or we're going to hire you, Coppola, if you can make this movie for $4 million, which was very low budget at the time. And he said, yeah, I can do that. Uh, it ended up costing more, and Paramount agreed to up the budget to $6.5 million, which is still pretty low. But, you know, shooting in New York, uh, having it made a period piece, going to Sicily, was all more expensive than they anticipated. So, um, But ultimately, Coppola did bring it um, on time and on budget, which is pretty remarkable, uh, even though there were several times during the production that he thought he was going to get fired. And again, you just you, you look back on these things uh, with the, the hindsight of, of 2020 historical vision, you think, wow, how could that be? But uh, it was all, all true at the time. And, and you know, there was a few things shot in Los Angeles um, on sets, but most of it was done in New York and, of course, the, uh, the segment in, in Sicily. Film School with Joe Fortunato on The Godfather. Now, I've always heard the rumors about certain things inside the movie, little hidden things like the oranges. Whenever you see an orange, there's going to be someone dying there shortly. Are there more of those type of stories connected with this movie, Joe, or are these hearsay? Uh, excuse me. I'm all choked up talking about The Godfather today. <laughs> but, uh, the, I mean, there is some truth to the orange thing. I mean, that was a thematic thing. Um, probably the most famous scene of that is when uh, when Vito Corleone uh, gets shot and the oranges spill out onto the street. And, and Coppola wanted that shot um, against the will of his, his cinematographer, Gordon Willis, uh, he wanted that shot because he liked to see the oranges kind of splay all over the street. Um, it's also in other places in the film. There's oranges on the table uh, when Walt has dinner with uh, Tom Hagen. And, of course, um, Walt isn't, isn't killed, but we, his horse is. Um, and there's other instances where there are oranges on the table. It's uh, Corleone's and, and so on and so forth. So there is some truth to that. Joe, when you look at, and you were talking about Al Pacino as Michael, and so much when you talk about the movie The Godfather, we talk about Brando and The Godfather, but wouldn't you agree that really the basis to me of this movie is the transformation of Michael from military hero to anti-family to mafia boss? Absolutely, and, and that takes place even more so over the arc of the three movies of the trilogy, um, even 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 uh, more specifically than it does in the first movie, although we see the, the beginnings of that for sure. And um, in fact, the 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 moment in the film where that's a big turn is, of course, when Michael uh, kills Salazzo and Captain McCluskey, and they shot that in the first week or two, and that was one of the scenes that kind of bought Coppola a little bit more time because Paramount was looking 
at the at the daily rushes of the film, and again, this isn't that good, and there's nothing happening, and, and we don't we're not really liking this. Uh, and then they shot that scene. They said, "Okay, I see where we're going here with this a little bit." So um, that that particular scene is not only momentous in the movie itself in terms of the story arc, but it was kind of important in the production because it, it may have saved Lucas's job. And the two female the two female leads cast very well. When you talk about Diane Keaton and Talia Shire, I thought they were both terrific. Well, you know, Coppola wanted to make this a family movie, so. Talia Shire, for those who don't know, is Coppola's sister. Uh, and he actually thought that she was too beautiful for this role. He thought the, that the Mafia Don's daughter should be a little bit more homely. Um, and uh, he, he, wasn't, he was a little reluctant to cast his sister in it. Uh, but everybody liked her, and, and uh, of course she was great in the role. Um, and uh, he had his father, uh, uh, Carmine Coppola, did some of the music. Um, there were people, his family members, in the scenes at the wedding, and so on and so forth. And then, in terms of, of Diane Keaton, you know, she and uh, um, Al Pacino actually kind of developed a, a real romantic relationship that kind of went on again and off again for years after that. 